Hello and welcome to another edition of the Steelers Sideline Podcast. I am your host, John Albright, <laughs> along with the one, the only JJ Garcia. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? How you doing? Uh, what? If you can't tell, my buddy's laughing because it's the Sideline Steelers Podcast. But over here, we're a little topsy turvy, uh, especially after the draft, because we're not a hundred percent sure one way or the other how we feel but we're going to break it down for you anyways and let you know what we think uh we we're pretty sure on four of the picks uh one of them might surprise you i guess right. it's five yeah fifth one's definitely going to surprise you and if we have time we'll break down maybe a sleeper pick that we see mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. we also have a signing one for us one for a dreaded rival and what it means for them. The good things that it means great things for them. Oh yeah, they're gonna great. they're gonna uh, if this doesn't take them over the top, I don't know <laughs> what will. Maybe getting a real quarterback instead of a running back, but we'll break that down and more for you. So let's get right into it. <clears throat> we picked up the fifth year option on your boy Minka, and I think we both agree that that was a have to do kind of move to make yep no brainer i mean a guy that talented you can't really let out the door a guy who's basically transforming your defense from the bottom of the league basically to you know the upper echelon defense of the nfl so i mean uh, yeah it's a great it's a great signing no brainer glad it happened so you know you know back up the brain struck for that kid (laughs) well if you think about (laughs) it i mean we gave up a first rounder for him so well worth it he's played like a first rounder so i think any Anybody that has a brain resigns their first round draft pick when they ball out. And uh, in the case of another guy that we picked up in the first round, you let him let him walk. And uh, that's the one and the only Terrell uh, Edmonds. We let him go. I think, for, again, for someone you take in the first round to underperform like you did, um, thanks, thanks for the memories. Uh, although most of them are painful if you're you and me. Yep. We will not remember him too fondly. Nope. Just botched, botched uh, coverages, man. Uh, he never really intercepted the ball unless it was against uh, the bagger from Kroger playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. So, you know, he didn't really yeah. offer you a lot in that in terms of playmaking. Ball uh, the only time he looked like a first rounder was against, you know, bottom feeders. So that had no yeah. business in the league anyway. So like he said, the fifth string quarterback for the Jaguars yep. that were basically tanking anyways to get Trevor Lawrence. Um, yep. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to them. Maybe, I guess. Uh, maybe the Jets are going to have this deal with Zach Wilson. I, I, everyone thinks Trevor Lawrence is going to be this world beater. <clears throat> uh, you know, not to, not to uh, dig into other people's dirty laundry, but Trevor Lawrence is good, but I almost see him having a short career like Andrew Luck. Not necessarily because of injuries. I just don't know. <laughs> Playing for the Jaguars might beat, beat the will out of him. But 100%. I, I can just, see that happening for sure. Just watching him play at Clemson, like, yeah, he was good, but, like, he's never had to deal with adversity. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what the kid has. But... This is why we're the Steelers podcast, not the Jaguars podcast, because <laughs> I don't I don't want to rain on someone else's parade. Uh, especially, true, 
especially with the uncertainty in our draft. Yeah. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, shout out to the Ravens for really, uh, <laughs> really showing up that offensive line with Andrew Alejandro Villanueva. Um, <laughs> yeah. We talked about it on our other podcast. He's a stand-up guy. You know, shout out to him for his time in the military. Thanks for all you did. But thanks for being the only offensive lineman to play all all 17 games last season. Um, well, did he sit out the 16th game of the season? I I don't remember if he did or not. I think I I think he played. I think he played. But I mean, um, yeah, they got a steal. I mean, he's a franchise guy. No, but honestly, um, yeah, like you, like you always say, he's good for a couple holding calls. Um, you know, he was pretty solid. He wasn't like stellar. Uh, he had his troubles against some of the the shorter, smaller uh, outside linebackers and defensive linemen. So um, Alex Highsmith is going to eat him up next year. Uh, yeah, yeah, Alex Highsmith and T.J. Watt, wherever the Ravens want to have him. I guess they're talking about putting him in a guard too. So I mean, whatever. I just don't know. It's it's just an odd pickup to me because. I mean, he's not really that great in like run blocking. So it's just kind of curious, you know, like it's just a weird move. Or maybe they're going to try to develop the passing game for Lamar Jackson. We'll see. I mean, they, I mean, they drafted a, a wide receiver, number one. They're hoping for Hollywood Brown to have, a, they've been saying he's supposed to have a breakout year, but he's, I guess they've been saying that for like two years already. So. I just don't see it, man. I, I don't know. It's just a weird move. Maybe it's just for depth because maybe Ronnie Stanley isn't healthy yet, 100%. Maybe he's not going to be back for the first couple of weeks. So, I mean, whatever. They got they got an all, all pro, all pro the left tackle, though. So, congratulations, Baltimore. I think I think they're just going to have trouble. Like, I think where he's going to struggle is, you know, with the running quarterback who extends plays. Like, yeah. that's the one thing he didn't have to deal with in Pittsburgh is Ben obviously wasn't scrambling very much especially last season when he was getting the ball out in three seconds. I mean, he so wasn't I, very I, fast either. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I think that might give them some headaches when Lamar runs for a 50-yard down the field and it has to come back because old faithful is good for holding call when you least need it the most. Yeah, so, every, every time. But, again, no hard feelings. Like, he was, like you said, he was an all-pro um all pro all world beater yeah yeah stand up <laughs> stand up guy uh but uh, i'm glad i'm 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 glad we're moving on i think we need to get that line fixed and we need to get young guys in there that are uh, are hungry and gonna get physical and i think hopefully we address that in the draft and hopefully with some of our guys coming back uh new new line coach new offensive coordinator hopefully Hopefully you see that uh, life in them again, mm-hmm. especially since with our first round pick at number 24, we took the great Najee Harris. Oh, I'm so excited for this pick. I mean, we had, we were thinking maybe a tackler or a center or something, but just having a couple of days to mull it over and just, you know, watching some of the, the kids film and stuff and highlights, you know, all the good things. Um, this is a home run, man. Like just, he's like a complete back. Like he has the power, the vision, the quickness, the, you know, the pass catching ability. He can block. Uh, he just, he, 
like he even said it himself he's like Le'Veon Bell but he can do things better and I'm I believe him man it's everything that he does for you um one thing the one thing that doesn't strike me like I was gonna say he's the first running back you feel good about since Le'Veon Bell but yes because he come from the school of Marshawn Lynch like I don't I don't see the diva in him you I don't, do I don't no. see it I don't oh, oh yeah, yeah especially especially if you're yeah. learning from uh Marshawn Lynch Marshawn you know, Lynch this is, man with his background uh, where he's come from I mean he held his draft party at a homeless shelter where <clears throat> you know he had some time and so he seems like another character guy much like Juju Smith-Schuster who despite mm-hmm. what you want to say about his on the field TikToks and whatnot like the things he does as a person uh speak louder than the TikToks and all the other shenanigans and yeah 100%. I think Najee could definitely be a locker room leader which you know we've had some issues in the locker room before uh maybe maybe he's the one that gets chased claypool to get out of his feelings and just play football um agreed like you said he just he just does everything you want from a running back i think he'll be our franchise guy you know who knows maybe he has the lifespan of jerome bettis you know he's the second coming in the bus and obviously that's Steeler football that we've gotten so far away from. So yeah. obviously you and me were both big on the last podcast about needing a lineman, but we also love Najee Harris. So I think we're both stand by it. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to pass up a guy like that. Like everything that, that he brings to the offense. Um, it's really what you've been lacking for a long time. I mean, we had to suffer through the years, the two years of James Conner, I mean, he wasn't a terrible back, but just always being injured. And the one thing that I like about Najee Harris in his game is that he's really patient, like Le'Veon Bell. Like he waits for the hold for like the for the linemen to do their job, or he makes he makes the linemen better because of like of how, um, yeah, like his patience. Like he'll like he can he's shifty enough to to get away from some of the defenders. Um, and it's just a, a breath of fresh air from seeing like James Conner just run into the pile or like <laughs> Benny Snell, dude, you know, dude, you yeah, I like, we watch games together. We tweet or text each other and we're always, we're always just like, Oh, there they go. Just running right into the pile. Like, what do you think that's going to accomplish? <laughs> like, if you're not going to do anything, like not only is your line bad enough already, but like, you're not doing anybody any favors when you're running into the pile and then you, you stand up and you go to the sideline and you have like, Oh, I tweaked my knee. Sorry. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So I'm hoping Najee, you know, I mean, he looks like he has that durability. He's like built really well for the position. So uh, yeah, man, Najee Harris is just, I'm over the moon for him. Well, at least, at least now you don't have to lie to me and get my hopes up like you did with Snell. Oh, you, told me, you told me, wait till he gets his chance. This is, is going to be man. the one. Is this, this, is this is his time. And then, oh man, he had that one game against the Giants and then he had fumbling issues. Well, he fumbled in that game too. Because then we were, you know, singing Juju's praises when he would dive into the pile, trying to, you know, clean up Benny Snell's mistakes. But, uh, yeah, man. So it's I'm just excited just to see that type of running back back in Pittsburgh. It's it's yeah, this is just a great pick, man. In a perfect in a perfect world, Najee's one, McFarland's two. I think I could see that. Yeah, I could see that for sure, man. I just think they like Harris brings it all, but I think. We could do some really explosive things with McFarland. So 
you know, Najee can help wear them down. And when they get tired, you put in the speed back and just have them do things out of the backfield uh, against that worn out defense. Yeah, man. I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful for a running game next year. Uh, yeah. But like you said, Najee's going to have to be patient because there's not very many holes if the line plays like it did last year. Yeah, oh, man. So yeah. He's going to have to be extra patient. Yeah, man. By the way, we're like really pro Anthony McFarland on this podcast. So I'll get used to that in the coming weeks. Yeah. Yeah. As, sure. uh, what you're going to see on this podcast is we talk about the players that either don't get any attention or the ones that get the attention uh poorly from the media because they don't know what they're talking about but i yep. mean we talked about it last podcast he was averaging nine yards of reception on the backfield that's basically a first down mm-hmm. and i'm just not sure why we didn't use them more last year especially since we needed uh speed guys out there mm-hmm. had to get the ball out there and I, I i hope he grows especially with an actual ot this year um and some training camps and preseason games so you get some more time on the field right um i get i get why he was a third string last year but I, i'd like to see him get the second string behind Najee this year yep and we got to get rid of jalen samuels too <laughs> Sorry, i can't watch him anymore it's uh, disappointing i don't know i don't know what he does well i don't know what he does or what he brings to the running back group that you don't have in the other 17 guys that we have on the roster right now so he's probably just really good at saying the standard is the standard <laughs> he does really he's good Mike Tomlin impression yeah yeah <laughs> oh man so in the second round uh number 55 uh, I think we both got thrown a curveball here uh especially since we were willing to bend on the Nadi of our offensive lineman but we thought for sure with Tevin Jenkins, Creed Humphreys, Quinn Miners. I thought. I think we both were for sure. Yeah. We, yeah offensive man. line for sure, and got thrown a curveball in Pat Fryermuth. But you know, I was set on taking Tommy in the third round after we took an offensive lineman. Yeah, you were. By the uh, way, I want to say it again. You, I like. I was all in on Pat being the number one tight end. I was hoping that we'd get him a couple months ago, but. You knew better, man. You talked me into Tommy Tremble, and and he was a hell of a blocker. And the Panthers yeah. really got a good one on him. So, yeah, kudos. Who's to the, the, Panthers who's the quarterback? At, who did uh, Carolina pick up? Sam Darnold. Yeah, Sam Darnold, man. But uh, I, look, look real quick, like you always say, tight ends and linemen from Notre Dame, dude. It's just it's a factory over there. So. I, yeah, yeah, man. Much, sure, much like sure. we produce receivers here and linebackers Notre Dame's good for tight ends and linemen yep every year you know I you know I'm happy for Tommy uh I I think Carolina will be a good rebound team but I I, I'm not mad at Pat we we needed someone to replace Heath Miller for a long time you and me were both pretty big on Jesse James even though again as we say on this podcast like you guys don't watch the games. You guys don't know what they what they did for the team. And Jesse James was another one that I think a lot of fans weren't too big on, but like they didn't see all the intangibles and what he could have done. And he went to what the Lions or the Colts afterwards. Uh, the the Lions. I think he's a Lions. free agent right now. Yeah. I think we probably would have bought brought him back if we didn't get a tight end or drafted one highly. Um, 
I mean, I think I think you would still take him over Eric Ebron, but oh my god, dude. Yes, man. I just Eric Ebron, he's a great catcher. Not really. I lied. He's a he's <laughs> he's high he's super athletic. Um like like I was saying before, like he he'll make those incredible catches and you're like, oh my god, how does he do that? And then he'll just drop the routine slant pass or uh he doesn't block well. I mean, bless his heart for trying. But he doesn't like you know when he's on the field. You know when Eric Ebron is on the field. You know they're gonna pass because he doesn't really offer you anything in the run, the the run game. Like this blocking is non-existent. So having drafting Pat, um, like he gives you, he's like the complete tight end. I mean, he's like really athletic. He has you know long arms. He can catch. He can block. He can do it all. Like he, that's another thing that drafting him. Like you can tell they're adjusting the run game still because he he, he can also be like a, an additional blocker. So you, you, you know, like if Najee gets to the second level, you know he'll have Juju Claypool and now Pat blocking for him. So um, yeah, that's just another another great uh, draft pick in my opinion. Well, yeah, I mean Ben's favorite thing throughout his career was throwing to the tight end in the end zone. And now he'll have that again. And yes. like you said, he can help with the run game, uh, especially if we do outside runs with McFarlane. Obviously, yes. he's got to get to the edge, and Pat can set that edge for him. Yes. So, and, and Najee as well. Yeah. But yeah, man, I this, just these two these two first picks, like, I guess like we were saying, like we had a couple of days to think about it, and um, they're just home run picks. Like you can tell that they're trying to change the run the the run game and the mentality of it with everything that they're, that they're doing and they're, you know, trying to get back to the old ways. And I think they've done a good job with these two guys. Like you can't yeah. ask for more. Yeah, no, I, I think you got two franchise guys for sure. Um, you know, it, hopefully we can, we can get the lines squared away. Obviously the quarterback situation is going to be iffy in the next two seasons uh, this year alone, that line doesn't get fixed. Ah. I, I don't know that Ben comes back next year. It feels like a farewell season. Not that you get those in the NFL, but it, that's just kind of what it yeah. feels like. Yeah. Especially since I, I don't think he would be like Peyton Manning and end his career somewhere else. I think if the Steelers don't pick him up, I think he'd be done. And uh, it, it definitely feels like we're getting that after the season, that the Steelers will – we've seen them part ways with people as they get older before. Mm-hmm. Um. James Harrison obviously eventually came back because, I mean, look at the guy. He's a freak. Yeah, he's but still he lifting just, weights to this day, man. Yeah. To this day. To this day. Uh, you know, I think did it wasn't uh, – Heinz Ward was another one, didn't he? He wouldn't come back in the Steelers for like, like what, what happened yeah. for you? Well, you search out. So, I mean, they have a history of doing it, and I think they'll do it again with Ben. <laughs> the exception might be if he goes out there and just – as an all pro season and you know we win a playoff game and Ooh, man. everything but i mean that's a lot of ifs <laughs> well, that's like, yeah if, it's a lot a lot of if, a lot of things have we, to go right if we squeak in the playoffs and ben <laughs> plays poorly in the playoffs even if we win a game and he plays poorly and we went off the back of our defense and Najee harris like i don't know that we bring him back and suffer through but one of the pieces that are going to help maybe and we'll talk about it but we also got to bring up the fact that our guy was still on the board but we took yeah. Kendrick Green 
Yep. Uh, he played a lot of left guard and a couple games at center. Yep. And they were big on the film tape from when he played center in those few games. But I, I think talking about it, we think he, he's going to have the nod over JC and BJ. And if he doesn't get the nod, then this is going to be another wasted pick where Tomlin and Colbert thought they were the smartest guys in the room. And instead of taking the smart, obvious choice in Quinn Miners. Yes. Especially after I sent you that workout video on Facebook. Yeah. Yep. Being a manly that. man. You just watch that and go, that's what I want my linemen to be. Yeah. Um, out there building log cabins and fighting bears and doing all that crazy <laughs> stuff. Like, I, I'm still kind of sad about that pick because I was dying for them to to say Quinn Miners. But that's what happens in the draft sometimes in the in the – the weeks leading up to it, the days leading up to the draft, you fall in love with a, a player and uh, you get your heart broken and you always just always just think about what if. Um, you went to but, the Broncos, right? Yes, to the Broncos. I mean, with Mike Munchak. So, we, you know, we remember him fondly here in Pittsburgh <laughs> when, when he was uh, the O-line coach. So, you know, Adrian Clem's the guy now uh, after Sean Surrett had a disappointing season. And that they, well, he likes Kendrick Green. I mean, he was saying that if he played center more throughout his co- collegiate career, then he'd probably be drafted in the second round. But that's probably just a guy hyped about a center. Like, you're not going to go in there and just trash the guy you drafted. So we'll see. I mean, well, he had, what's that? Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that he has a tattoo, the God, God of War on his arm. So, I mean, he definitely reflects that mentality at times. So hopefully he just brings that to the Steelers because Pouncey was, you know, uh, we talked about it before. Pouncey, all pro center, all world center, franchise guy, one of the best centers in Steelers history. Um, but he he was falling apart the last couple of seasons, bad snaps. So, I mean, ho- hopefully Kendrick can bring that nastiness and that consistency back to the center position because I don't want to see JC or BJ out there. Can't do it, man. I don't want to see it. <laughs> well, a couple things. Unfortunately, we've seen this this before with Trell Edmonds, Artie Burns. You know, they they always say they see something in these first round picks, and we try to give them the benefit of the doubt. And at the end of the day, like Trell Edmonds is just a shinier, prettier version of Mike Mitchell, who yeah. doesn't flail around on the field, <laughs> but he brings about the same same play. You know, he's it's going to make you want to put your head through the TV. Every time. But, but at least he doesn't fake an injury. He just walks back to the huddle. And <laughs> I, I hope he at least has my bad uh, when he gets in the huddle. But Well, he does the Steve Urkels. Did I do that? <laughs> uh, that was awful. Sorry, I won't do any more impressions on the podcast. But I had to, man. He looks like Julia White. So, <laughs> uh, And I guess... Secondly, hopefully the God of War is his mentality and not because he loves to stream that game on Twitch or something. And that's what it's <laughs> going to be after a couple seasons is right. the streamer. Um, I hope it works out. Like I said, if you can't beat up BJ Finney and JC Hasenauer for the starting center, then <clears throat> this is another one that we're going to regret. But, yeah. you know, I the last guy I wanted that the Broncos stole from us was Jake Butts. And I'm not, I'm not so sure that, yeah, he, I think he, so the first season, I think he never fully played because of his injury. And then 
never really had anyone on the Broncos to throw in the ball. So is he still Maybe in the I, league? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he played last year, but I think he's a free agent this year. Man, I wouldn't um, mind bringing him to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd give him a shot over at Eric Ebron. Or Zach Gentry, you know, cut Zach Gentry and bring another the other Michigan kid. There you go. Um, yeah, man. I, I don't know why they don't do that. Yeah, last year he only had two receptions for five yards. Um, missed all of 2019. So he's only played two seasons. And I don't know. I I just liked what I saw from Michigan. Not that I like a lot that I see out of Michigan. <laughs> Devin Bush uh, is about it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Not a lot to get excited for. Um <laughs> Yeah, so the, this... That's a great idea. I, ne- I never thought about bringing him in. I don't see why they don't look at him. Maybe because he, he's injury, his injury history, but, right. I mean, hell, then why not? You might find a diamond in the rough there. Maybe he just yeah. needs a, a second chance. Change of scenery, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, he just really probably just needs an actual shot with a quarterback and a team. Um he only played five games last year, three in 2018. So he's only played eight games. So, I mean, maybe he really is made of glass, but I bet you could get him for a pretty good – you could get him cheaper than you could get Eric Ebron, that's for sure. Yeah, or uh, even Jesse James. Yeah. Even Jesse James, you know. So that's a great idea, man. I never thought about that. I have a few of them. Yeah, if you guys follow this podcast long enough, you'll be like, wow. Yeah, John's got it together. I don't know what I was going to say. These guys know what oh. I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, John's, yeah. John's the man. John, John's favorite thing is uh, to dig out, dig out people that no one ever wants. <laughs> yeah, no one remembers. Oh, good times, man. The best. I have the best times on this on this podcast. So, but uh, maybe, maybe maybe Tommy will get wasted in Carolina in three years. I'll be like, hey, we should sign Tommy Tremble. <laughs> no way. Who is he? Good? No. Oh, okay. man, that would be sick. Uh, so we're going to skip over the next pick. It was an offensive tackle, but it doesn't do anything for us. I, I think we both kind of don't have any faith to see the field this year. And right. knows if he'll still be on the team in a couple of years. Uh, the next one is an inside linebacker, which I think we both kind of talked about with Bush's injury. Uh, Vince Williams, not quite up to snuff anymore. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's a good pickup. I don't know that he's going to be an instant starter because uh, you know you got Spillane coming back, who we were both high on before he got injured. Uh, obviously, Bush, Bush, Bush will be the wild card. Uh, I don't think you rush a player like that back, right? Especially since you're going to need him later in the season. So you want to bring oh, him back yeah, too early, sure. right? So you know we're looking at probably Splain, Vince starting the season, and if when Bush comes back, uh, I don't know. Maybe Splain beats out Vince, but I, I we'll see if Buddy can, you know, steal the job. Yeah, I think Buddy's going to be he's going to be cutting his teeth on special teams for the foreseeable future. I think he makes a roster. So um, like you were saying, he could spell Williams or Spillane or Bush every so often. Uh, I really like the pickup. I mean, he seems like a, like a great guy. Um, I like his tackling ability. He seems like a competent person, a great leader on the, on the defense. Uh, He's very, very vocal. So like, you know, communication has been an issue 
for the linebackers the past couple seasons. Um, so, I mean, it's always good to have those guys on the team. Um, well, and unfortunately, we have a lot of injuries at linebackers. So, yeah. depth, depth, depth is good. It's a good pickup. Uh, just don't know how much of an impact you'll have this season. Right. But I, I like the pick, like you said, especially with Bush. gives Bush time to not rush back from an injury. Right. Uh, we'll skip over the fifth round pick, even though Colbert said it was a steal. Hey, yeah, a we'll lot see. of milk. Uh, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> we went over the stats for that guy, and then nothing to get too excited about. So, yeah. It's again, it might just be being the smartest guys in the room, but I don't, I don't understand it. Hey, you yeah. just, you just resigned Wormley, and and you, tr- you traded up, uh, you traded a future pick for him. So, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe, maybe we'll eat our words. The end of the season, I doubt it though. But you know, stranger things have happened. I mean, with a name like Louder Milk too, like it's, ah. a, it's just an odd, an odd, an odd pick and an odd name, you know. I, so I thought I thought you were gonna make fun of her having two H's in his first name. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe if it becomes something, that'll be a fun thing to scream at games when we are allowed to go back. Yeah, which we are doing, by the way, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we didn't we didn't go because we got kicked out for being obnoxious or anything. We just didn't get to go last year. <laughs> yeah, right. You know. Yeah. You, know, you guys you guys were all here last year. You yeah, know. totally. You know our story. Isaiah. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm practicing. There you go. Even though even though it'll probably never happen. But uh, <laughs> if that that comes a chance, you heard it here first. So make sure you give us the credit where credit is due. Yeah. Fire enough. Uh, 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 but another, but uh, on to a pick that we're both excited about, uh, Quincy Roche, Roche or Rod? Roche, Roche, I guess. Roche. Roche yeah. uh, from this Miami. is a steal, man. I think this yeah. is a steal. That's why we didn't need to trade up and get a fifth round pick that we wasted. You know, we're going to lose a force <laughs> four when the, the better pick was taken the next round anyways. Yeah. Uh, but Quincy, again, losing by Dupree, uh, Highsmith is coming into his own. We were both really excited about him. Mm-hmm. TJ Watt has a tendency to get injured here and there. He hasn't missed a significant amount of games, but he does have a history of tweaking something and having to miss games. So I think this is a solid, solid pick. Uh, it addresses a need that we're going to have. And I, I really like the kid. Yeah, I think he brings a lot to the table. I mean, he was really good at Temple, and then he was playing behind two, you know, highly drafted guys. Um, you know, he was their backup. So, you know, I, I don't really have a lot to add to that. I just think he's gonna he's a great pickup. He's a hell of a player. Um, I mean, he was a Baltimore Ravens fan until he got drafted by us. So he said he didn't want to see the color purple anymore, <laughs> and somebody brought him some terrible towels. Uh, so yeah, man, I'm all aboard. <laughs> I love this guy already. So it's a great pick. Yeah. Well, it's a fair trade that we gave the, uh, the Ravens Alejandro. So the least we can do is take Quincy. And, uh, I think, I think we know who won this one, <laughs> but, uh, right. good luck. Good luck to that running back out there in Baltimore. Uh, hopefully he continues to set records that don't get washed away by holding penalties. Yeah, what's his name again? G. Lay uh, Bobbins. Yeah, G-Lay, yeah, something like that. Something, I think. Something. I think 
something about laxin, laxin. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Something, you know, because he, he's lacking something, and that, uh, <laughs> that that is uh, an arm for a quarterback. <laughs> shout out, oh, shout out, to, shout out to him for those throwing those two interceptions. Well, was it two or three in that game? Either way, Good man, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have got to get super excited for Highsmith in the first place. Right. That right. really jumped. I think that really jump started him. You know. Yeah, I think it did. You're right about but that. I look look for big things from Highsmith next year. Uh, he's gonna. I think he'll take that sophomore leap, and definitely having a guy be like Quincy behind him to back him up will help. Yeah, I mean, we'll be out there's there. no way there's. There's no way that Stan March, I mean, Cassius March beats out. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's too busy thinking about Magic the Gathering and stuff. Um, so, so I shouldn't have said Stan. I should have said Randy March. There you go. Uh, or like I was saying before, you look like Brendan Schaub out there on the ground fighting here <laughs> after every uh, the guard or the old lineman had, had their way with him. It was pathetic. I'm sorry, man. I don't want to say pathetic, but uh, it was bad. <laughs> it was bad news bears watching yeah. yeah, I mean, basically, you put a turtle out there, put him on his back, and he had the same skill set as Cassius Marsh. So, yeah, but again, good for I mean, yeah, he went out there, he tried, he filled in when we when we needed him. Unfortunately, he couldn't fill in like we needed him to, but he was just a body, man. Yeah, just a body. So, he's a game, game card, uh, you know, game card owner, store owner, whatever. So, I mean. And I think he, I think he, and I don't know why we're bringing him back to me. I don't know why we signed him to another year deal, but Roche's here now. It's the third outside linebacker spots his. So, um, yeah, man, great pickup. Great. Uh, yeah. I think unfortunately this year we had to sign whoever we could afford. So I think that's more <laughs> yeah. of what it came down to. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We, we have the injury history at linebacker and he was willing to take next to nothing to come back. So. Anthony ah. Chicolo's out there, you know. I would have taken a chance on Anthony Chicolo coming back. He knows the system. Uh, I don't yeah. think he's on any teams. I don't think he's on the Saints anymore. Uh, <clears throat> but that's just me. I mean, you know, I would rather have Roche and Chicolo than Cassius Marsh and I don't know who was the other guy. Oh, uh, Ola Daney. I think. Ola. He's, yeah, he's on. The, he's on the Titans now. So <laughs> yeah, give me those guys back. <clears throat> and the Titans just keep taking all of our players yeah they're turning into the cardinals it's huh. taking our, old, our older players you know so good good for them <laughs> good for the titans let's see how bud dupree does without watt on the other side well you know me i think he's a contract player so yeah i don't i don't think he makes any difference for the titans i think he takes his money and hangs out and just kind of kind of just rides off into the sunset yeah get paid well so good for him yeah good for him man uh i'm gonna miss his show on youtube the bud brought a buddy yeah uh, that was a great yeah, show true. so maybe buddy johnson will be like oh buddy brought a bud there you go see boom million dollar yeah. idea right there i, I want to be on the show buddy if you're listening <laughs> yeah we, we still love you don't get don't get us wrong we still love watching you play for us but we're just hopeful that we we win this deal Yes, yes. Uh, moving on, seventh round pick, we had two of them. One is, they say he's a cornerback, but on our depth chart, he is third on the free safety. Uh, so 
we're just gonna kind of skip over that one because we don't see him playing next year and or making an impact, especially with at safety, unless by some, well, no, I, we talked about this before. I think I really like Miles Killebrew, so I like that pickup and I would really like if he could beat out Trella Edmonds and yeah, Trella's final season. That would be nuts. Um, are we talking, were you talking about Trey Norwood? Is that who you're yeah, Trey, Trey Norwood. Yeah, that's oh, okay. the cornerback. Like I said, they haven't listed a cornerback out of Oklahoma, but he's going to be right now. He's like third. Safety. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, maybe they use him as like a like a Cam Sutton type role where he just plays everywhere. But like you were saying, he's probably not going to play this year. So you know, we'll skip over that one. Yeah, and one final. One pick that really got us hyped, uh, our seventh round final pick, Presley Harvin the third, punter from Georgia Tech. The kid's I a think, unit, man. I, th- I, we, I think there's the smartest thing we could have done. Yeah. Uh, because Jordan Berry, too many times last year, would shank the ball and only get 15 yards or. Oh, man. I mean, he could, he, could have a, he could have a clean pocket on his punt and somehow he would still mess it up. I mean, the, the first half of the season, he was pretty solid. And then um, it's like he fell off. I, I think it was – I don't I think I want to say after the Ravens game. I mean, I'm probably remember, uh, remembering it wrong. But, uh, yeah, I think it was like the second half of the season where, like you were saying, like you were shanking the ball. And a lot of people don't understand how important the punter is. Like if you want to pin the, you know, the other team back, and like in the – in between the 20, like you need somebody that can do that consistently. And when you don't have that, you, you let guys start at the 40, you know, basically cut the field in half and it's just easier to score. So um, we're hoping, you know, the new punter can take over. Hopefully uh, we'll see. I mean, he has his troubles with the cons- uh, with uh, consistency too. So it's just going to be a good battle. <laughs> I'm hoping that he takes over because, you know, I don't want to see those horrible punts either and just be mad and, shove my head through the tv and yell and you know, can't keep getting and away with it. yeah pulling a jesse pinkman you can't <laughs> keep getting away with it so yeah man i'm hyped for the pick the kid looks like a beast pat mcfee was singing his praises so <clears throat> yeah, the kid's got the kid's got a leg and most importantly the kid has an arm that 50 yeah. yard bomb i think it was 50 yard bomb that he just dropped right in the kid's bread basket mm-hmm. and I mean, it's a special teams play, but there's still the kick returner back there. So, like, he had to put it in the right spot, and he dropped it in there. So, who knows? Maybe he beats out your your boy, Mason, for the uh, – maybe he'll be like a Cordell Stewart, a punter or, or – was, or was, wait, Cordell was a kick returner, right? Cordell Stewart? I don't even remember, man. Yeah, well, he was, he was slashed because he, like, played all these different positions. Well, let's uh, – yeah, look out for some more trick plays from our punter if, if he actually sticks because, you know, that's valuable stuff right there. If you can, like, get, like, Chase Claypool streaking down the side. So. Especially if we start the season 0-9. <laughs> so uh, look for us to get cute with our plays. Yeah, yeah, 100%, man. Just, you know, see Matt Canada out there drawing stuff in the dirt. So just the way Ben likes it. You know, and another chant will be starting is "Oh, Matt Canada." Oh my God, 
Canadians will love this podcast for sure now. Uh, they already do, a, man. <laughs> that's, that's our target. That's our target audience, anyways. Yeah, you're not wrong. We we know our audience. That's what we do best here. Is we we think of the people that think of us the most, and the, <laughs> we care. We care deeply. The Great White North, pancakes and syrup. Honestly, right now this goes Presley behind Jordan Berry, but there's no way there's no way Jordan Berry beats him out. Uh, but another fun. Speaking of one of my my boys, McFarland right now is listed as the number one kick returner. What so, about Ray Ray McLeod? Isn't he? Is he actually, just do punts or what? Uh, Deontay Johnson actually hasn't beat out in punts now. Oh, man, this uh, the the sun is not. It is cloudy in Ray Ray's world right now. Uh, <laughs> he's losing all of his time to shine. Uh, man, well, he was yeah, stellar. He was stellar. Like you, you were even saying, like it's crazy to see an actual kick returner. And then he, like you, like I, like I remember you saying, now he's getting too cute. He's over there dancing, trying to be. Yeah. Uh, what were, uh, you said something, but like he's just trying he's just, to be too cute. He's just out there, you know, dancing with the stars instead of going forward. Like sometimes all you had to do is just go forward and take what you can get. It's, catch it's, ball, it's, like, it's like being on the highway. It drives you nuts when traffic stops and you're like all you have to do is go forward there's no reason we should be stopped just gas forward straight ahead just run straight uh, Ray Ray. that's all you gotta do man you know how many you would have taken to the house if you would have just ran straight oh easily easily come on dude but ray ray is so our our slot receivers deontay left is juju right is chase on our depth chart but the backup to Juju is Ray Raven Cloud. So he maybe that's why they're putting him. Maybe they're gonna give him a bigger role in the passing game. Well they um, I know I remember they did try to line him up and he would just do the same thing you're saying, or he would just dance around and he could have gotten a, like a 10, 15 yard gain, but he'd only get like two yards because that he would just get smoked by a safety or a cornerback because he's over there just <laughs> running around in circles trying to get too cute so <laughs> yeah story of our uh kick returner we yeah. haven't had a great kick returner since uh antonio brown spiked poor <laughs> brown's brown's kicker into the grass oh man sorry sorry cleveland i really hate you but uh you know we also hate the philadelphia eagles so i'll speak those guys yeah and i throw that in there if you know our history you gotta you gotta you know learn our our lore and stuff by listening to our other podcast you tell me what i just said uh yeah so, yeah we you'll, have a... you'll you'll see we have a long history with the eagles fans and it's going to continue on this podcast but you guys yeah. suck basically yeah basically you out. suck we're gonna have to like keep it pg and stuff but uh yeah sorry eagles fans got nothing for you yeah. here you guys are the worst fan base and that's Easily. saying a lot because Dallas Cowboys are still out there. And also, you beat up Santa Claus. You beat up Santa Claus. Come on now. Yeah, Come yeah. on. You guys deserve to lose. You deserve to lose. I'm glad you guys picked up uh, Devontae Smith and Landon Dickerson. I mean, I don't think they're going to pan out, but, you know, I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, imagine imagine wasting Devontae Smith's career in Philly. Yeah, just, yeah. Im- just imagine. Yeah, yeah, 
You guys are probably going to throw batteries at him after he drops his first catch. That's how it, it, bad of yeah. you are. You're going to burn his really jerseys. Good you have it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, but enough, of, enough about that trash fan <laughs> base. Let's, uh, let's cover a few things. Um, I thought Jalen Samuels was gone, but it turns out we just moved him to backup fullback behind Derek Watt. What is his position? Position he played tight end at, at his in college, and then he was a running back. But he doesn't do either well. well. Yeah, like he can't catch, or he has trouble catching. Uh, and he's he like like we were saying, he had that one great game against the Patriots. And we're like, oh, this is the guy. You know, he, I, I, he, he, figured, he figured it out. He figured yeah. it out. And yeah, and then nothing. So I don't know, man. Well, he, he's just, man, it's another guy that I'm just so confused as to why he's on the roster. Well, apparently Trey Edmonds is our third string fullback. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I thought he would release uh, him. The no, better Edmonds brother, by the way, who has yeah. an interception or well, before, you know, Terrell was picking on, you know, hot dog salesman. What does it make these hot dog vendors? Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the vendor does have to sell the hot dogs. Yeah, he's wearing a suit and tie. He's a, he could fit yeah. so many hot dogs in this bun. <laughs> I, uh, he slaps the old cart on top and he's like, yeah, yeah. How many hot dogs you can fit in this bad boy? Uh, yeah, but that's what he was doing, man. Uh, but yeah, Trey, love you, man. We're, you you have a you have a place in our hearts and you you know you're welcome to be a Steeler anytime. No no, no well, questions asked. Well, um, <laughs> on that note, I guess I'll I'll, I'll leave out my. I was gonna I was gonna say, I guess we picked up the milkman and louder milk. Ah, oh man! Oh, keep them coming, baby. Oh. Ah, <laughs> oh. a great comedian. <laughs> So to wrap it up, uh, look, the way this draft played out, obviously threw us some curveballs. We would have liked Quinn Miners. We would have liked to have either Tevin or Creed Humphreys. But overall, there's a lot to be hopeful in this draft. And look, at the end of the day, they were super high on Zach Banner. He's coming back. Super Um, high on Chooks. Yep, super high on Chooks. If Kendrick pans out, Let's say that their smartest guy in the room pick finally pays off. It's got to eventually. Yeah. And la- can't be wrong all get, the time. <laughs> right. You get, uh, you get a heck of a center. for. You know, there's a lot of hope, especially having, you know, baby Gronk and having, you know, a world beater in Najee Harris. There's, there's a lot to be hopeful for. And honestly, you know, we call it like we see it. It's going to come down to Ben and what yep. what does he have left? Yep. Um, yeah, it's all up to him. Uh, but on your point about uh, the guys that we drafted, uh, yeah, Art, Art Rooney, uh, I say it all the time, but, you know, whatever he says, something it carries a lot of weight. I mean, obviously, uh, but he was banging the table saying that Steelers can't be last in rushing. Um, just all the offseason moves they made, uh, bringing back Zach. Well, yeah, resigning Zach, uh, having faith in Chooks, uh, drafting those two, uh, the tight end and the running back, and then the center. Um, you know, the hiring of Adrian Clem, like they're focusing on fixing the run game. And 
I'll be damned if they don't have any improvement. I, I like they have they have to, man. Like this is you know what you're building, so they have the pieces. You know, it just comes down to execution and a uh, good game plan, man. See what like Matt Canada, he, he implements a run heavy offense. So I mean, all the pieces are there. So it's just you know it's just gotta come together. It's gotta gel. For some reason, when you were saying that, I'm just picturing Art Rooney slamming his fist like Jonah Jameson and being, get me a picture of the spider <laughs> Get me a running back. Get me a run game. Yeah, I man. demand it. I demand it. He seems like that kind of kind of guy. He's like really soft-spoken in front of the cameras, but behind behind the scenes, he's probably like... Smoking strict, a cigar. Smoking a like, cigar, dude. What a badass. Pulling a Tommy gun and being like, I said... <laughs> I wanted a running game. Now go get me one. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. So I'm, we're cautiously optimistic. Well, I mean, I think the rookie mini camp is coming up in a, a week or so. So, you know, we'll get a, you know, a new look on some of the guys that we drafted. And then, you know, now we'll just count down the days to training camp. Yeah. I mean, we got, some big things, we got some big things coming up with the schedule uh, coming out soon. Like you said, the rookie training camp. So a lot to look forward to in the coming weeks and I can't wait to start breaking down some more of what all these picks mean for us and you know we'll we'll know more from the coaches when what they see you know we'll get some Tomlinisms here and there (laughs) and uh it's a lot to look forward to yep you got a lot to be excited for Steeler Nation so just just hang in there you know we just got to suffer through basketball then that the playoffs and then that lull of baseball in between mm-hmm. and then before you know it football will be here so yep and we'll we'll, we'll take you to that promised land so <laughs> together. Sure you stick around uh anything else you want to add no man i think we nailed this one i think this was a you know a great episode so i'm happy i'm happy i'm just I'm in a good mood, man. Just still thinking about uh, just those blocks that Claypool and Juju can lay out with Najee and Pat. So, oh yeah, hoping oh, yeah. it comes back, man. Another reason why we need to get uh, McFarland involved because we have the blocking on the outside to break him, break him wide open. Yep. And if we can't create the holes in the middle, we're going to have to go outside. So. Yep. On that note, thank you guys for all listening. We always appreciate every single one of you, and we look forward to seeing you next time on the Sideline Steelers podcast. Have a good one. See ya.